Hi everyone and welcome back to the Popcast Cafe podcast. I'm your host Kavya and it's so exciting to be back after however many months it's been. Woohoo! Um so going back into this, um I feel like just being more transparent and saying that this will probably be more of a periodic thing and I'll just try to upload as much as I can is probably the best way to move forward, um, just knowing that, and especially with school, um, I just tend to get busy in my own head about things, and I wasn't super regular, um, last semester or this past year, so I think that's probably the best way to move forward, um, and since I am on summer break now, um, I'll probably have a lot more time to be able to record episodes, and I'll probably just try to start recording things as they come when things are actually um subjects that I'm super passionate about um just because I think I'd be able to have more of a flow of content and everything like that um so before I get into what we're going to be talking about this week um just go ahead hit the follow button turn on the notification bell you'll be notified every time I upload a new episode and check the bio that's just a part of the podcast and there's some links in there that you can check out that have to do with uh, my account and you can kind of see what I'm doing in real time and you can see my Twitter and you can message me and that would be so fun. Okay, so in my returning episode, I have my best friend um, Knox with me who's going to be on this episode, so I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. Hey guys, um, my name is Knox, and I have been super close with Kavya and keeping up with the Popcast Cafe, so I am super excited to be on the Taylor Swift episode. Woo! So yay, we're going to be talking about the Taylor Swift concert today, which we went to two days ago. I'm recording this on Tuesday, and we went on Sunday, May 14th, which was night three of Philly, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So yay, let's get into it. Okay, so um, I have been a Taylor Swift fan, as pretty much all of you know, for so long now, and I've been listening to her music pretty much since the very beginning, um, as soon as she started releasing music, and as soon as I was old enough to be keeping up with an artist um, on listening platforms and social media and all that kind of thing, but Knox became a Taylor Swift fan very recently, so do you want to tell everyone about your experience becoming a Taylor Swift fan, what that's been like, how that happened? Um, I'll ask follow-up questions as you continue. <laughs> yes, of course. So I am in the genre of Taylor Swift when it comes to my music taste, but Taylor Swift is kind of intimidating to get into. You know, we have 10 albums, which are all hours and hours long. Um, so when she announced the tour, I decided that I really wanted to go, but I wanted to be a Swifty when I went. So Kavi and I started deep diving into the Taylor Swift music together, and we listened to every single song and every single album, and I learned all about Taylor Swift's life and each of the eras and all the details about it. And we watched every single music video of hers and we watched, you know, award shows, all of all of the content. Um, and then once the set list was announced and her tour started, I just started on those and I was able to memorize every song, all 44 on the set list and jam out with Kavya there, which was exciting. Super exciting. Um, so just continuing on your journey with Taylor Swift, um, what were your favorite albums, favorite songs, all of that kind of thing? And just for you guys to know, um, now that the set list, like we finished the concert, all of that is great. So we're kind of, Knox has listened to all of Taylor Swift's music with me. We went album by album. Um, but now we're just familiarizing him a little bit more because after we listened to all of them, um, he worked specifically on the set list. So now that we've done, we're done with that, we added more songs to a playlist and we're working through, but just out of the music, you're very familiar with um what's your favorite era your favorite album your favorite songs um and all that kind of thing yeah so 
I, I've got to say, like, as I listen to more and more music, my opinions just keep changing and I keep hearing new songs and I just get infatuated with them and then it's a new one and a new one. Um, but I would say right now my, like, top three albums would be Reputation, Folklore, and Lover. They're just so good and, um, I think they're all just masterpieces. Um, when it comes down to album and music, I've got to say Folklore is my favorite. It's just something about it. The story, the, the music, it's just so perfect. And I am such an Alyssa Ferris girly. Um, but I would say eras-wise, like, Reputation was so it. It was the moment. She ate it all up. And so when it, like, goes back to social media and just, like, overall Taylor Swift's brand, I'm a Reputation girly through and through. So true. Um, so now that we've kind of gone into that, and as you know, my favorite Taylor Swift albums are Speak Now, Red, and Folklore. So we both have, um folklore in our top threes um but of course i love all of her albums um so before we actually get into the experience of what our day was like and what the concert was like um i think we just both want to talk about expectations we had going in and what our favorite or most anticipated songs were most anticipated sets were um so i'll just go first um i was most excited to hear tolerate it out of all the songs just because um i remember before the set list was announced before she went on the first day of the tour in march um people on social media would make so many jokes about tolerate it and that was the song at the top of the list of oh, that's never going to be on the set list. And, you know, some of the set list really is a surprise and some of it's pretty obvious as to why it's on the set list. But I think Tolerate It was one that I did not expect at all. So I was specifically very excited to hear that because it is one of my top five songs on Evermore. Um, and specifically era-wise, I think the Folklore Evermore sets in general were something that I was looking forward to most just because I wanted to see how that would translate um, into something on stage since they are such mellow, sit-down, slow albums um, that even when they came out, I thought for a really long time that she released them during COVID because she knew that those weren't really touring albums, especially coming off of albums like 1989, Reputation, and Lover, which are such concert, tour, stadium albums. So the fact that she was translating them was those just my expectations going in. Those were the sets and the song that I was most looking forward to. Yes, and I totally agree. Like, Tolerate It, fell in love with that song uh, when I first heard it. That was probably my favorite off Evermore at the beginning. Um, I would say that, like, going into the the tour, I was so pumped for the Reputation set. I mean, I was so excited for Ready For It and for the Don't Blame Me into Look What You Made Me Do transition that we've all heard so much about. Um, but I was also so excited for the Lover set. I think her opening with Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince was so clever, and it's so true that it's been such a long time coming. Um, and just, you know, Cruel Summer all of those amazing songs and it was sunset i was just so pumped for it and it lived up to all my expectations and i think just her doing um an eras tour is so clever and so smart just considering literally everything um coming off of covid and having released four albums um since the last time she toured on the reputation stadium tour um kind of going into it and being like everyone was wondering what was she gonna do when she went on her next tour was she gonna just do a midnight's tour um but i think her knowing she had four albums that were re released um since the last time she toured that hadn't be hadn't been toured and knowing um she had that much music to perform taking it and saying okay i'm if i'm gonna tour for albums i might as well make it an eras tour is just so smart because i think no one really does eras like taylor swift and um capitalizing on that i think is so smart which makes me more excited to see what exactly she's going to do next because this is just such a peak moment but having been a taylor swift fan for so long i felt like so many things were a peak moment yet she still managed to top herself again and again and again which i think is so smart and the fact that she is behind so many of her decisions and it really isn't just her team she's just such a clever person and such a businesswoman um 
and so hands-on with everything that she's a part of. So it's just super admirable to just see everything that she's consistently able to put out there um, and knowing that just so much of it is coming from her and she really just knows what her fans and what people want. So she just keeps outdoing herself and I'm just so excited to see what exactly she is going to do next. I totally agree. I like remember watching the Miss Americana documentary <laughs> and, you know, her being scared that Lover would be her last album and that it would be, you know, her final goodbye mm-hmm. to her fans and just watching how, you know, we're at we're at midnights, we're at the Eras tour and she is so much bigger and she's so much more loved and I cannot wait to see that love grow, and I really think that when we get Speak Now, Taylor's version, it's just going to evolve into something that we we can't even imagine right now. Yeah, so um, I think the next thing we should talk about, (coughs) sorry about that, um, is my, is, or not my, (laughs) is the ticket getting experience, Mm -hmm. um, just because that was such a big deal um and so many people and so many people I know as well just were not able to get tickets um so I like we just ended up being so lucky because I told Knox at the second that Taylor Swift went on tour next like we were gonna go to her show so when it was announced super exciting um I got on the website same time as everyone else and I was bumped up to the front of the queue instantaneously like it was so quick so fast so seamless which is so great for us and I was able to get really good seats um and I knew at the time they were good seats just looking at the placement but like the feeling of walking into the stadium and seeing where we were sitting was so surreal Unreal. it was oh, so excellent just because we were so close and being in like a stadium that big and just anytime you go into a stadium and being that close to the act is just so exciting so very very satisfied um and yeah so before we get into um details of her performance itself um we're gonna kind of run you guys through our day and how that went um do you want to start just how the day went times everything well we are hardcore swifties and we were not about to let this day get ruined so we we all met at my house at 6 a.m did hair and makeup got ready out on the road by 7 30 uh we're lucky we only live a few hours away from philly so we were we were in philly about 10 30 um and we had no parking which was a little bit scary on the drive down um just because all the lots that had like pre-reservation parking it was just all gone obviously i mean you know there's seventy thousand people going swifties are crazy um so we got down there early af um and we were able to find parking literally across the street from the field for literally 60 bucks and we just chilled there all day um yeah we went to go get merch which one did you choose coffee um i got the tan t-shirt and i got the same one it was so cute that was i think both of our top picks in terms of all the t-shirts um i think that was just the best looking one yeah, i also really liked the tapestry it was like the perfect size and it was so pretty but it was a little expensive <laughs> <laughs> um i really wanted the blue crew neck going in but that was that is does tend to be like the popular piece of eras tour merch um it we were on night three so it was very much so sold out by the which time which is just really interesting like i just want to know what's going through their head like why they wouldn't reserve certain ones for every day on the show and that is just so interesting to me it feels a little discriminatory <laughs> <laughs> yeah whenever um update pages would post like blue crew neck sold out for the weekend i was always like what <laughs> why would you do that or if there's an item that tends to be popular weekend after weekend i don't know why they're not making more of that item specifically like they're getting the sales like i don't know right i feel like we know miss swift is a capitalist like (laughs) i don't know why she isn't capitalizing (laughs) on us you know yeah um but i'm very happy with what i got in terms of merch and everything um and we went with my sister as well i forgot to mention that so it was the three of us um and yeah so after we got merch um we went back to the car and we packed some food so we ate that and then finished getting ready and we took our sweet time i mean we (laughs) probably took four hours getting ready yeah Yeah, we did 
pretty much the base makeup before getting there. And then once we got there, we didn't want to drive in our full outfits and everything. So we kind of did the bulk of all of those things、um, actually in the car. So that took us solid so long. But the fact that we had gotten there so early and we had the time meant that. The exact way that we pictured the way we were going to look for this concert ended up going through so seamlessly and so perfectly. It was exactly what I envisioned for the way we were going to look, which we will talk about our outfits in just a sec. Yes, and it also just took the anxiety out of the day. I mean, like, you know,、I'm, we've all seen the videos that just like the cities get crammed when it gets close to the concert. So it was great to get into the city and find a parking space and just know that we were there for the day and that there, there was no chance of like, You know, a freak accident or like missing the concert, which both of us worried about. <laughs> yeah. And then by the time it hit about, I want to say 3 15 or 3 30,、um, we went ahead and made our way to the gates because they were going to open at 4 30. And the line, like an hour and a half before the gate even opened, was it insane. Was, like, Wrapping like wrapping around probably two miles, like just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And what's crazy <laughs> is we got in line, and then all of a sudden, a guard like came over and was like, This isn't a real line, like, you guys just created a fake line. And so everyone, like, Heard stomped all the way to the front, and it was crazy. And people were getting trampled, and it was and this herd stomp happened like two times. It was so weird. Like, it, everyone heard stomped, and then the guard, some other guard, came back and was like, Get in a single file ish. And then the, the line was moving, like, it was a good 10 minutes of the line moving. And then as soon as it hit 4 30, like, the line just stopped being a line, and everyone just started moving towards the gate. And suddenly, we somehow ended up so close to the front, and then we were through by 4 50. Yeah, it, was, it felt like almost primal. Like, people were screaming, and I was like, <laughs> and all of a sudden, people were running, and I was like, no, right, it's run, was, run, run. We literally <laughs> had two hours before the openers went on, and everyone was just fighting their way in, which I just think shows our commitment and the love. Yeah, and then we made it in by 4 50, which is So awesome.、Um, we didn't even have to spend that long in the heat because there was a while where we were standing in the ride at the beginning where I was like, it's hot, it's hot. I don't know how long. Like, my makeup was sweating off and I was so worried. We, we drew,、um, I'll talk about this more in detail because I don't want to totally give away our outfits just yet, but we drew hearts around our eyes and it was just. Coming off to the touch. So we were like, get out of the sun. Right. By, by the end of the night, my heart was gone, which was so sad. Yeah. But... <laughs> um. <laughs> um, but yeah, so once we got in,、um, it was so seamless, which just everything about the day seriously went so perfectly. But once we were in,、um, we had a sec. We all went, just went to the bathroom quickly,、um, got waters because Knox and I actually went to the Lizzo concert、um, <laughs> literally five days prior. And Biggest regret of the whole night is that we didn't get a bottle of water before going into the show. So, going into this, we were like, we need to get water, especially because this is an even longer show. So, I was like, we need water. Like, there's absolutely no way. And we got in so early. So, you know, by the time we were in, it was 4 50. And I was like, we are not getting out of this seat for the next five, six. It was fourth. Wait, like. Seven many, hours. Seven <laughs> hours. So we were like, get water, you know? I just would love you to guess how much our the one, one <laughs> bottle of regular sized water costs. I mean, just place your bets right now. Okay, you got it? $6.50 for a bottle of water, which I know isn't Taylor's fault, but goddamn, yeah, the tickets were expensive. Right. And like, I'm. Pretty sure because everyone who was working, all the stands there、um, were all Eagles workers. They weren't even Taylor Swift workers, which means I assume that's probably how much the water costs during just Eagles games, too, which is just insane、um, because they wouldn't let you, because we would have totally brought in. You are home. Of water bottles into the stadium, but you. Can't do that. You aren't allowed to bring closed anything in. So they want to take our money. <laughs> yeah, when they served us the water bottles, they served them without lids. <laughs> that was the funniest part. They, when you would buy it, they would take the lid off and then give it to us. 
And it was just the oddest thing in the world. And we were like, what? But then the people next to us had lids. And I was, <laughs> so just, I was just really confused. But the people in front of us in, um, in line, they got theirs with the lids off. So I think just depending on which stand you <laughs> got water from, <laughs> that it just depended on that. So... Oh, well, just it, basically we got water. Um, good decision. Even though Knox finished his water. like <laughs> I finished my water during the fearless set. <laughs> Which, if you don't know, is literally the second set. <laughs> Two out of nine. like Yeah, so pretty crazy. Um, yeah, so then from there, the night went just so great. The openers came on. Um, oh, Gracie and Phoebe, they were so good. So, so good. Um, and then Taylor came on. It was fantastic. She did incredible. And then getting out of the stadium at the end was also pretty seamless for us because we had good seats. So we were, in comparison, one of the more early groups to get out of the stadium. Mm-hmm. And with that, it still took us an hour and a half to get out of the parking lot. So... Um, I can't even imagine how long it took people who were sitting further up. Or who parked farther away from the exit. Like, we, yeah. were, we, were, we got out pretty fast. Yeah, so we, we kind of slayed that parking, like, seriously, thanks yeah. to Knox. <laughs> should we reveal our outfits? Yes, we should totally reveal our outfits. Okay, um... What were we originally gonna do? We were originally, um, gonna dress up in our respective favorite eras, mm-hmm. so I was gonna dress up as Speak Now. And I was gonna be Reputation. Um, and then... We went along with that, but at the same time, we wanted to do a duo costume. So mm-hmm. we were a costume, <laughs> a duo look. So we were kind of going back and forth, like, should we just do our eras or should we try to do something together? And then we were like, okay, we can be Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, which is one of Knox Knight's favorite songs we by love Taylor that song. <laughs> and we were like, okay, let's do that. And then, um, we still wanted to stay true to the original idea of doing our favorite eras, so I was going to be a Speak Now Miss Americana. Um, and I was going to be a Reputation Heartbreak Prince. But then we went shopping, <laughs> and we went shopping and shopping and shopping and shopping, like, trying on an insane amount of clothing. You probably tried on 30 dresses. Probably, yeah, I probably tried on so many dresses, it was just so crazy. And then when we went to... Um, Forever 21, which ended up being where we got our outfits, which is so funny. we checked, like, all the good places. We checked all the good places, and nothing... Things were working, but some of the things I really liked were just at outrageous prices. Um, Because I don't want to say that nothing worked at any of the other stores. The things that worked were just too expensive Mm -hmm. for our budget. Um, And we really didn't think Forever 21 would be our, like, where things worked out, but... I mean... Sometimes things works out work out in places you just don't expect it. Um, and the dress I thought I was going to end up getting there did not be the one I ended up getting. Um, and it was the Ariana Grande looking one. Just on the hanger looked perfect. It was just pink and chromatic and had a, a big giant bow. bow in the back. Um, and then we ended up finally picking a dress and it was pink. So Yeah, not only pink, but like sequin pink. Sequin pink. So very lover. Um, which is, of course, what the actual song is like, that album. So not at all what we expected. And then as we were shopping for you... Um, yeah, we found this woman's, like, shirt dress. And it was hot pink. And it was, like, kind of looked like wavy corduroy. It was, and it had the perfect kind of sleeves for yeah. very Prince-like. It was, like, flailed sleeves. Yeah. It just looked really nice, and it was a button-up as well. There were buttons um, and a collar, so it was perfect for the Prince kind of look. Um, And we tried them on, and they looked really good together. Mm -hmm. So everything just changed, and we ended up dressing as the lover era instead. And I didn't wear it as a dress. I wore it as a like a pic, like a like a shirt because I'm a pretty tall, big man. So like, it worked out. And then I wore like short shorts that it went over. So it was it was pretty lover. And we were like perfect. Let's do Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince then because we are lover. And so yeah, yeah, we got you a sash. And we got me a sash. We wrote Miss Americana on it. We got Knox a crown. Mm-hmm. Um. 
and then what were the other pieces of outfits? Um, Those. That's kind of how we symbolize Miss Americana in the heartbreak. Right, parents. and then we just wore beads. We yeah, got, we got pink. Um, those like you know party beads. Yeah, and, and then Knox got this pink spiky necklace, and um, mm. I got just long hot pink gloves. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was those were like our little accessory pieces. I got these. Knox got me these really perfect earrings to wear um, that were that had mirror balls and cowboy boots on them. Just a combination of my two favorite songs, yeah. mirror ball and cowboy like me. Um, and they were pink, so it actually worked out even better. Because when um, first got them for me, I was like, oh, perfect. I'm gonna wear them no matter what. But at that time, I still thought I was gonna be speak now. But since they were just earrings, I was like, the pink would look good with anything purple, you know. But it really ended up working out color wise to be super, um, just cohesive with the whole outfit. Yeah, it was. It, it looked so great all together. Um, and then we ended up DIYing our own shoes. So we went over to Little Wally World and Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> And we got white tennis shoes for, like, 20 bucks. And then we got gems that looked like the Bejeweled gems from Midnight. Um, and we glued them onto the shoes and, like, bedazzled our shoes. Um, and then we saved spots of the shoes and we made them glittery with, like, adhesive. Um, and they ended up to be so cute and just brought our outfits together, added a pop of color other than pink. Um, and just added another thing that we were wearing together which was really fun um and i just want to say we got so many compliments on the shoes um those were definitely what people were looking at even when we were getting ready in my car this woman parked next to us was um admiring the shoes and then gave gave us extra glitter and glitter adhesive and she was like you can add these if we if you guys want we ended up putting it on our bodies but (laughs) (laughs) do you think that was meant for our bodies (laughs) (laughs) probably not those glitter i don't know i think it was makeup adhesive because it was um the brand on it was anastasia beverly hills which is a makeup brand that's good yeah i don't think we put (laughs) random adhesive all over our skin i didn't even think about that yeah so we ended up um yeah the theme of the night was glitter our eyelids covered in glitter faces covered in glitter uh we did the iconic lover heart around our eyes covered in glitter we glittered our chest our thighs our arms yeah and the makeup slide we looked really good we we set that stuff so much setting spray on both of our faces yeah um and then we went to the party store and we got glitter hairspray and just sprayed glitter in our hair, which ended up being just awful for the health of our hair, but <laughs> looked so good. <laughs> and I would say probably the theme of the whole night just scanning everyone's outfits was lover and reputation. Those seemed Lover and reputation for sure. Yeah, just scanning the crowd. Um, you could just see a lot of pink and a lot of black. Yeah, a lot of, a lot, like, there was a lot of people who just dressed cutesy, but the people who dressed up as an era, it was very lover and very reputation heavy, Um, which makes sense because those are the most, like, defined eras, kind of. Right, and um, just kind of on that similar note, um, talking about other people's outfits, um, I don't know if anyone listening to this went to um, Philly Night 3, and there were a lot of really great outfits, but... I seriously think that we ate up so many of the people there, at least the people we were seeing and sitting around. Um, Mm -hmm. I obviously don't know what every single person there was wearing. There were 70,000 people there, but, um, like, I was very satisfied with the way we looked. Um, I thought that our outfits were just... Yeah, low-key thought we ate. If you were there, you know, get get Kavya's Twitter. We'll send you a pic. (laughs) Yeah, DM me on Twitter. DM me on Twitter and I will (laughs) send you a picture of how we looked. Because we looked good, so... We were just really reflective. <laughs> yeah, um, we got a lot of looks, um, which was a good thing. It was like a lot positive. of people whispered into ears. Yeah, like, oh they, my God. very positive. My favorite one is when we first made our debut in the outfits because we kind of just got out of my car and walked to the stoplight where you cross the street which like right into the entrance there were these two girls one of them was wearing a pink dress one of them was wearing a black dress just kind of as i was saying lover and reputation through and through and as i was just walking to stand next to Knox, um 
I can't, I can't remember what they said exactly. Yeah, but, but they complimented the hell out of us. But was, not to our faces. Yeah. Just to each other. Really loud, though. Like, what? They look so good. Yeah, that's exactly what they said. Yeah, and I was like, what? Wow, we sound so full of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> you I know mean, what? We worked really hard on these outfits. We worked really hard on these so. outfits. Um, so, yeah. And, and we don't usually just randomly bump ourselves up like this, but I felt so confident about the way that everything came together. Um, and yeah, the only thing, um, that we ran short on time for was taking pictures outside the stadium. We were going to make our way to the front and take photos there. Um, and then just by the time we were looking at what time it was, I was like, let's just go stand in line. It's probably more worth it. So we took pictures once we got into the stadium, but everything worked out. We got really good pictures. So that was really, really great. And one really interesting thing that I just want to mention before we actually get into the tour now, because um, we're probably not going to w- make our way back around to this, um, was that there were these moments where the people around us would just start randomly screaming. And I would think something was happening. I would think someone was visible. But I could not tell what was going on. And then the next day, we found out it was because there were so many celebrities in attendance at our show, just as they are at pretty much every Taylor Swift show. And that's what everyone was yelling at and pointing at. And I was like, oh my gosh, we totally missed it. Literally, we were blessed. We were graced by Jennifer Lawrence's presence in the stadium. (laughs) Absolutely fangirling. I'm obsessed with her. I hope she (laughs) she could feel my vibes all the way up from section 111. (laughs) Um... Yeah, the, and, like, obviously this is not what this episode is about or anything, but Jennifer Lawrence is, like, Knox's fave because he's a Hunger Games fanatic. <laughs> Love Hunger Games. So that was exciting. I think the only person that was an appearance at the Philly show that I would have rather had at my show was Blake Lively. <gasps> I love Blake Lively. I don't know if it was night one or n- night two of Philly. But I think it was night one. I thought it was night one. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah, that she was out. But um, one of Knox and I's friends went to night one. Um of the show and she was in the presence of Blake Lively like lucky her yeah she really won (laughs) (laughs) but we got Gracie Abrams and Phoebe Bridgers as openers which we were the only night of oh really yeah who who was opening before I actually don't know was it Gail I know Gail was at one of them I know that um that we had the Gracie and Phoebe one because I remember when they added the extra date um the Friday Saturday Sunday I went and looked at which one to get our tickets for and sunday was the only one where gracie and phoebe were both listed so of the three options friday saturday and sunday i was like we're going to the sunday show so true so anyways that pretty much sums up our actual experience um at the tour so we're gonna get into actually talking about the concert now which we haven't actually done yet so we're gonna do that right now um so first of all reactions to the set list upon it first coming out a lot of positivity. I mean, just she picked such good songs. They all work so well together. Um, I think we can both agree that we were all shocked when Speaking Now in debut did not get the limelight. Um, a little bit upset. We know why, but we're just really hoping she doesn't add Speaking Now later because otherwise, think, I'm getting us tickets again. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we do hope she does. <laughs> um, but overall, just so happy with her choices she did it again for real yeah um and i guess i want to talk about our openers before we get into taylor swift since that was a part of the concert um so like i said we had gracie abrams and phoebe bridgers open for us um so it was gracie and then phoebe and of course they both did so stunningly well gracie did five songs in her opening set and phoebe did like Seven or eight. Yeah. I want to say almost double what Gracie did. Um, So Gracie's set was about 30 minutes and then, or maybe 25, and Phoebe's was 45. Yeah. Phoebe was out there for a long time, um, and she came out during Taylor's set too, so. Yeah. um, So it was, it was really good. They both did wonderful jobs. They both looked so good. The one big thing about the evening was just everyone sounded so good, so Mm -hmm. crisp, so clear. Nothing like live music. It was, yeah, it was loud. They were excellent um and pretty much everyone who's a taylor swift fan is a gracie and vv fan so there was just it very much felt like you know also a concert for them just because everyone was singing along and vibing along and it was a lot of fun um 
Oh, and Maddie Healy was <laughs> present um, while Phoebe was performing. Um, and when she introduced him, I was like, ooh. <laughs> and the whole stadium erupted and we were like, oh. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> um, but seriously, um, they both did so wonderful. Um, but I was also just so, I, I can't even describe the kind, the level of antsiness I felt the entire time just waiting for Taylor. I was like, oh, like yeah. itching with excitement, nervousness, anxiety, just all positive and negative emotions you could possibly be feeling. You went um, nonverbal there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why I was so nervous, but I was nervous. I, it was, it was something, but, um. Yeah, so then once Phoebe was off, I was nonverbal because I was like, oh my gosh, Taylor's next. And cannot even describe the surrealness of the opening, just the the, the clock ticking. When they when the clock was revealed, I mean, just shit hit the flam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were just screaming our faces off. Like. Yeah, and it was, it was incredible. Um, just the opening sequence, the intro was just, it was beautiful, so good. And of course, she was under those little flailing things. And when they came up and she was standing there, I lost it. I lost everything. Like Her bodysuit that she wore during the Lover era oh. was... Like, I know that y'all have seen it on social media. When I tell you that it sparkled so much, it was blinding in real life. Like, there was just literal light coming from Miss Taylor Allison Swift. And it was so surreal. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, I, oh, she looked, that was hands down my favorite outfit. Just the entire tour. Um, I just think she looked so good in it um and then for me after that i'd say my favorite outfits were the midnight's outfit that was the dark blue sparkly one and then the the reputation bodysuit mm. those were my top three outfits i'd probably say yeah i would say my top would also be the lover era it was beautiful i loved 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 the first bodysuit loved when she put on the jacket for the man um and then i think it would have to go fearless just her little tassel dress and it just worked so well with the music um and then i would have to say midnights too just the first the dress that she wears during anti-hero and then her vigilante shape costume just insane i mean she's so beautiful and she looked so good in person. Like, so good. There was this giant blow-up screen right behind her um, where you could see very clearly. And then also behind us, there were screens where which were just so crisp. I was like, what camera are you using? Like, you could make <laughs> out, like, every little thing on her face. Um, and I just kept, we both just kept catching ourselves looking at the screen, which was, I was like, stop, stop, stop hitting my head. Cause I was like, she's right there. She's right there. Just look at that little girl just prancing around the stage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've just seen so many videos of the concert on social media already. So we had to like train our eyes to like, look at her instead of the screens because you know, we paid to see her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those are probably our favorite outfits. Um, and the Speak Now dress specifically, I want to talk about that because out of the three options that she has for what she wears during the Speak Now, can't even call it a set, the Speak Now song, <laughs> um, the floral dress was my least favorite, but seeing it in person, it was, like, stunning. Like, she looked beautiful in it. The dress was so gorgeous, and... Um, yeah, I thought it was beautiful, and I ended up being way more happy that we got it, because I was at first like, I just, I don't want to get the flower dress, but I'm actually glad we got it. It looked so beautiful in person. Yeah, it looked a little bit more cheap on social media, mm -hmm. but just seeing it in real life and seeing the way it moved and just how shiny it was, it was really beautiful, and I can see why she chose it for the Speak Now era. It really worked with Enchanted, and yeah, she ate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Going from set to set to set, before we talk about our overall favorite performance the whole time, um, I want to talk about what our favorite songs in each set were, just mm. which ones were our favorite performances. Um, so for me, during the Lover era, I would 
I mean, Cruel Summer was my favorite performance. It was just the most fun one to sing along to. The bridge was everything. It was unreal. Yeah, I mean, just hearing hearing Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, and I was a little bit heartbroken we only got the chorus. I understand, you know, she has a lot of um, material to cover, but... You know, there was something so special about her choosing it for the opening, so at least we got to honor it in that way. Um, but Cruel Summer, and then I would also say The Man was just so good, and it was the very beginning of the concert, and just, like, we had the whole night ahead of us, and it was an unreal feeling. It really was. Yeah, it was, it was so, so, so good. So I would have to say that is, like, that was just... It was so good. Cruel Summer was my favorite. Um, and I'm guessing we had the same favorite for Fearless. It was Fearless. That the was title track, yeah. Yeah, that was just one of my favorite performances overall, too. Just because I love the song. And it's just, it for me, um, since debut was not included, Fearless is obviously represents her youngest era um, within the era's tour. So hearing her perform anything from Fearless is just so surreal. It just sends this youth through you and it just feels like the young her and um it's really like wow like she's grown and changed so much over the years so it was just that one was so fun to say to sing along to um and she has so much fun performing those really early songs spinning around and when she put her heart up with her hands and everyone oh <sighs> it was such a moment it was just such a Full circle moment, just seeing Taylor love her fans. Yeah. It was just insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And also, uh, You Belong With Me, just so classic. And to hear it live was something truly special. really was. Yeah. Um, And then out of the Evermore set, I have two. Well, I I think we just need to talk about Evermore for a second. Yeah. Insane. (laughs) I mean, just... You would not think that Evermore would translate into a stadium concert very well. It just is quieter music that, you know, just isn't isn't like reputation or lover or anything. But it was so phenomenal. I mean, the costumes, the theming, the set, the, the music, the vibe. Wow. It was it it truly felt like a performance, um, which was just so exciting. Yeah, so that was awesome. Like, I just, Evermore was absolutely excellent. She looked stunning. She sounded stunning. Um, and my favorite songs, um, the, my favorite songs within that um, set were, I had two, um, Willow. My least favorite of the set in terms of just my regular you know, yeah, the music itself, um, just out of that set, like, you know, Willow is not the one I listened to the most, but Willow was my favorite of just being there, experiencing it, the visuals, um, what she was wearing, how she sounded, um, she added a little extra twang to it, it sounded so fantastic, and it looked amazing, so that one and Marjorie were my favorite, um, performances, just because for Marjorie, everyone just held up a light, and there was one video that Knox took, um, cause we just took so literally so many videos during the concert. And when I was looking back at that one and, um, he did like a little pan of the crowd, seeing all of those lights up is so beautiful. It's one of my favorite videos that he took of the entire concert. Yeah. I, I for sure videoed pretty much every significant song that Coffee and I love. And it was so impactful, Marjorie. And Willow, as I'm sure you know, was turned into sort of this, like, witchy, spiritual kind of song, and it felt so interesting to, like, learn that that is, like, the context Taylor wants it to be listened to in, you know? Like, you know, I just never thought of it in that way, and it'll forever change that song for me. Um, But I think we also talked about Tolerate It. I mean, it was excellent there was some amazing acting in it that just really made you feel like you were in the story and tolerate it is such a descriptive song that it it was just so so full circle to see it in real life it was it was incredible um she did so good with that one and like i said at the beginning of this episode tolerate it was what i was most looking forward to um so it was very exciting to see that 
Yes, and then next up was Reputation. Which is so jarring to come from Tolerate It, which is, in my opinion, at least a top five saddest Taylor Swift songs in terms of just the vulnerability in the song. Yeah, yeah, it was... It was harsh. The good thing is we had a really long intro to Reputation. There was a lot of snake shit and stuff happening. So we had a second to dry our tears. Um, <laughs> and then Ready For It came on. The way Ready For It vibrated the crowd. Like, people, you just felt the vibrations through your body just shaking you. It was like an insane experience to have firsthand. Yes, it was... It was so phenomenal and so exciting that we got to see rap songs live. I think both of us can agree that, like, Reputation would be the the tour that we would go to if we could go to any of her past tours, just because it is a concert album, um, and it was just so evident. Um, so Ready For It was so good. Don't blame me. I mean, just hearing that high note just grace your ears with Taylor's just perfect voice was so so magical um and even look what you made me do which is i think pretty much the bottom of both um of our like discography rankings um it was entertaining and it was just intense and it was sexy and it was just so unbelievable and getting to just scream that was so cathartic for real and yeah i'd have to say look what you made me do was my favorite performance um of the reputation set just because it sounded so cool in the rock version that she did um and as much as look what you made me do isn't my favorite taylor swift song it's one of the songs that hearing live is just such an experience so screaming that and the you know, old Taylor's dead, all that good stuff was fun. And I loved Delicate as well. Just mm. to say one, two, three, let's go, bitch. Like doing that chant was just such an inclusive Swifty moment. Yeah. Oh, it was it was so exciting because, you know, you just dream about getting to do that and to do it live is just so unreal. Yeah. And then we moved into Speak Now, which um we already talked about. There's only one song within that set, so there's not much to say in terms of favorites and least favorites. Um, Enchanted isn't either of our favorite Speak Now songs. However, it is obviously a really pretty song and she looked really good and I liked the whole stage being purple. I love purple. <laughs> and um, yeah, she sounded really good. My only disappointment with that was that Speak Now has is literally just a one song set and she didn't even sing all of Enchanted. So that made me kind of sad. crazy. She, I get that it's a long song, but you think like... You would sing the whole song if you're doing a one, like, song set. That's insane. Yeah, and just out of curiosity, if you could have expanded the Speak Now set list, what all would you add? I gotta say, Long Live. It just feels like such a part of the eras, and it's such a big part of the Speak Now era, but um, Long Live and probably Sparks Fly. Yeah, I mean, I would always want Last Kiss, Dear John. Um, right. But I think Those I would be too heartbroken. Yeah. yeah, I'd be too heartbroken, too disappointed if she had cut those sh- songs short, though. If she didn't sing all of Last Kiss and all of Dear John, I can't even describe the level of sadness I'd feel. So more realistically, I probably would have wanted to hear Haunted, mm, also Sparks Fly, The Story of Us. Back um, to December. Back to December. Hear the, that whole the, the whole album. The whole album. It's just such a magical album. I love it. Um, of course, Long Live. I think that's her most triumphant song. So I just think that not being on the set list is my personal biggest set list dis- disappointment, along with Out of the Woods and Getaway Car. Mm, I love Out of the Woods and Getaway Car. <laughs> um, yeah, so from Speak Now goes directly into Red, which we both agreed was kind of felt like the longest set of all of them. And I liked it, obviously. And Red is my, in my top three taylor swift albums but it did feel like the longest set probably maybe because there's a 10 minute song in it but oh (laughs) probably yeah (laughs) but also like she did really stick to the hits which i understand some of taylor's biggest songs are on red um but it meant that we really only got nothing new which so good and all too well 10 minute version were kind of the two like really good songs that off of red other than that it was more like 22 we're never getting back together stuff yeah, like that and i knew you were trouble so those were the three that she sang they were all good they and were she sang fun. the whole song for every single yeah one. which i was really surprised by i thought she would i think 
easily those three songs could have been made into a mashup and she could have chose one more red song like state of grace state of grace i feel like it's so good in the stadium red is so good in the stadium treacherous is so good in the stadium holy ground like i feel like there are so many songs people would have bopped out to i feel like you know including those three hits is a big thing but i think she could have easily put those three into a mashup because they have similar sounds yeah i totally agree yeah um but I think my favorite part, um, my favorite song out of those was Nothing New. Um, one, because she brought Phoebe out and that was awesome. And Nothing New is an addition to the set because Phoebe's our opener. Um, but also she talked about what Nothing New was really about. Um, and my um, perception, and the one thing Taylor Swift always says is it doesn't really matter what the songs mean you know, to her, I mean, it does matter, but, you know, for her fans, she always wants them to form their own associations for it, and their own meanings for it, whatever the song means to you, like, that's what it should mean, you know, um, but I always envision that song to be kind of about a lover, about how the world tears down young people, especially young women, um, and that, those are things that it is about, but it's specifically about how she thought, um, her fans or people, society itself, wouldn't care about her as much as she was growing older. Yeah, and it it just felt so cool because you could tell in her mind she was like, yeah, and now I'm I'm here and I'm the biggest artist in the world, you know. Um, and it it's just so cool hearing the song in the context of 2023. Um, I really do wish we could have heard it as, you know, part of Red and seen it as she grew, but it was, I was so excited that we got it and we got to see it live. Um, but also just all too well, 10 minute version. Incredible. It was an emotional roller coaster. It felt like two seconds. I could not believe it when it was over. I... I just it was excellent yeah I loved all too well it was it was so 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 good um definitely for me another big standout um and then from red we went to folklore right I think so yeah yeah or did 1989 come before No, folklore? it was Folklore before. Okay, just making sure. Um, so Folklore was a, also a long set. It didn't feel long, like not the same way I'm saying as Red, but just going through um, the set list. She performs a lot of Folklore, mm-hmm. um, and she performs most of the songs in full. Um, for me, my favorite is Illicit Affairs. Um, she sounds beautiful singing it, even though she only sings the bridge, which is okay. It is the best no, part of the song. it was heartbreaking. <laughs> Illicit Affairs is my favorite favorite off of folklore yeah she sang the bridge twice though she did sing it twice which is the best part of the song so i'll take it yeah and then other than that i'd say my favorite folklore performance was probably i don't even know actually mine had to be betty i just it was so fun it was good maybe mine was the last great american dynasty just because i love that song yeah i liked it and i liked august cardigan sounded pretty my tears ricochet my Um, tears ricochet had beautiful visuals it was just taylor getting lost in water and seas and tears and yeah it just added so much to the song yeah and a list of fairs obviously that was my favorite it was oh, so, so good, good. <laughs> just so good um yeah so then moving on from there um we go into 1989 and in this one she also only performed hits um just like you know, she didn't sing any of the other songs. She only sang singles. The only single she did not have in her 1989 set was Out of the Woods. Um, the best single, <laughs> and she erased it. Yeah, so out of what she did sing, um, I liked I liked Blank Space and Bad Blood, probably. Yeah, those would be my top as well. Yeah. Bad Blood was... So much fun. So cool. There was fire everywhere, and there was rock guitars, and there was electric guitars, and there was just red lights and blue lights, and just so, so much fun. Good shit, you guys. Seriously. It was excellent. And then we move into surprise songs, which I'm going to come back to right just after we finish talking about um the fixed set and all those opinions um so after the surprise songs you go into the final which is midnight's um and my favorite midnight's performance was vigilante shit it just just graceful to the eyes 
she's so, so, so beautiful, and she gave us the performance of a lifetime and slayed vigilante shit. Yeah, and seeing everything in person, I'd have to say, Karma as a closer made a lot more sense, because I remember, it's still, I would prefer Long Live or You're On Your Own Kid as more full circle closers, but um, Karma did really work, it was fun. There was a lot of color. She had all her dancers and everyone out, and they were all just dancing. And it it felt like a very, very good closer. Yeah, it definitely wrapped up the concert a lot better than I thought it was going to. Yeah. Um, but also seeing the Bejewel dance live was so fun. I yeah, and you can tell she loves Midnight so much just because yes. it is her most recent sure. album. Um, so that was very, very sweet. Um, and overall... We both actually had the same favorite set, which is what neither of us expected to be our favorite set. So we're going to say it on the count of three. So three, two, one. Evermore. Evermore was both of our favorite sets. It was so good, so magical. And like I said, it was the only one we really paused for to admire the set itself. It was it was so good. Yes, it was it was excellent just everything was perfect and i i was just not expecting for it to be as excellent as it was um it was it was truly just the best part of the night yeah and for me just um out of everything um uh, my favorite uh song just within the entire show itself um Wow, this is actually kind of harder than I thought. Maybe Willow, just because I think the performance quality was just so incredible. I I just could not answer, but I think it would have to be between Cruel Summer, Marjorie, and Ready for It. All good picks. But also, I would just say that the Midnight set was probably my second favorite when it came to eras. I Midnight's is not super high in my album ranking, but I just loved it for no reason. It was so fun, and it was just... Taylor would look so happy, you know? Yeah, I'd have to say after Evermore, it was probably either Lover or Fearless for yeah. me. And then it goes into folklore. And then it goes into folklore. Yeah, folklore. So I think, yeah, those were probably, it was for me, Evermore, Lover, Fearless, and Folklore were my standouts. And then Midnight's, and then after that, I can't really do any rankings or anything, but it was all just so good. And it all went together so well, so cohesively. Literally, my only actual complaints are, should have been a longer Speak Now set, and I literally cannot believe there is no debut set in it. Which is just kind of weird. Like we couldn't have gotten one. I really don't we understand just our song. Or I something. don't understand the artistic choice there. We could have heard our song, "Picture to Burn." Tim McGraw should have said no. Like those. I feel like that's a staple of early Taylor Swift. Um, even to have just made it like a one song one, just like speak now. Although that's not the preference, um, especially with sets like folklore being so long. And same with the red. I feel like there could have been at least one song from debut. Right, and it is the Eras tour, so I don't know. I'm a little bit disappointed that we didn't get every era, you know? Yeah, um, but overall, just incredible. Um, it's just such an experience. Okay, so the last point that we have to talk about um, are the surprise songs. Um, so our surprise songs um, were Hey Stephen and The Best Day, both from Fearless. Um, The Best Day was kind of expected. It was kind of between The Best Day, I'm Only Me When I'm With You, and Never Grow Up, just because those are more family songs, and we did go to the show on Mother's Day. Um, but The Best Day is the most popular of those three, so I had a very strong feeling The Best Day was going to be one of our surprise songs. So she sang that on the piano. It was beautiful. She did a little speech for her mom. It was really cute. Yeah, she... She was so real and just was such a real person and just chatted for a good, good, like, five, five, seven minutes just about her mom. It was so cute. Yeah, and then Hey Stephen was her guitar acoustic surprise song, which also sounded so wonderful. She did such a good job. It was beautiful. It was beautiful, yeah. Just, I'm really, I really was happy with our surprise song picks i really really was satisfied um not that i thought we were gonna get any bad surprise songs i feel like it's still so early in the tour before you get to songs that no one really wants as quote-unquote surprise songs um so i was very happy with what 
we got. So. Yeah, it was so fun. It was just yeah. so great. Very satisfied. The only thing, like, that could have top it, topped it is if we could have heard last kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so. But overall, it was just the best night of my life, and it was so special to me, and it was such a healing experience. It's, like, the only word I can think of to describe it, because um, I feel like I've waited so long to see her, so it was just very surreal and very healing, and just everything I could have imagined, and everything about the day went so smoothly, like I have said just so many times, which just made overall just such a positive experience to look back on there was just not one negative thing thinking back on the day except for the fact that the shoes turned out to be way more uncomfortable than we thought they'd be oh god damn my <laughs> so bad yeah so that was it but other than that perfect day perfect evening perfect night it was all just so fantastic um and just such a good night for the both of us so so great and yeah that brings us to the end. Woo-hoo. Super exciting. Thank you, Knox, for being on this episode. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, did you have fun? So much fun. <laughs> um, so since it is summer, you could probably expect to have Knox back again at some point. Um, just in whatever episodes interest him to be a part of, um, whenever I'm talking about things that I feel like are more relevant to the things that we're both interested in could probably expect to hear him again um just aside from all the taylor swift stuff um i'm as you know a tv watching fanatic and i'm making Knox watch just all the shows i love so i feel like probably when we finish a show together or a season of something that's so monumental we could probably make an episode on that talk about that and your opinions and see how those change that would be fun um but yeah Super exciting. Um, and as I said just at the very beginning, um, you can kind of expect episodes more periodically. I feel like kind of having a set day every single week um, is still obviously I do want to upload on a regular consistent basis. Um, but it's just weirder with dates when sometimes things come up at more random times that you want to just record and put out. So that's probably the approach I'm going to be taking going forward but it was fun to have a comeback episode be about something that I care about so much and yeah I really enjoyed it yes it was so fun thank you so much for listening yeah thank you so much for listening um and I will talk to you guys super soon because it's summer and I have all the time in the world so um Go ahead, hit the follow button and and hit the notification bell if you haven't already. Um, And I will talk to you guys so soon. Thank you guys again for listening. And I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.